Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'd like to imagine that when his parents were naming him, they were like, okay, Muhammad, middle name, great middle name. How about Khaled for a first name? Yeah, sure, sounds good. What about a last name? Another one. morning sweet world and welcome to the no dunks podcast on the athletic network it's thursday january 13th i'm jay skeets here in the classic factory and alongside me as always we got tass millis good morning everybody good morning tassie we got a tap shot hot boy over there trey kirby hey yo hey yo the international man of mystery taking it to the max Ellis. friends mm. <sighs> <laughs> He's a bit down, the big man, this morning. He is. Not surprised. And finally, making the magic happen. Super producer JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Nice sweater, JD. Oh, thank you very you look much. Very cozy over there. Very the cozy. This seat. Yes. Um yes, TK uh, a little sad this morning, fair to say? Oh, the ups and the downs. You win by forty six, you <laughs> lose by twenty eight. What a swing of emotions. Um I didn't want to get dressed today. I was bummed, man. I was excited to wear my Bulls jacket. I had a red one picked out. Instead, so I had to wear this dumb orange shirt. Oh, okay. That's why I thought you were bummed, because you're wearing this sham shirt, you're calling it. The sham wow, whatever Yeah, that's my shammy shirt. I got to break it in. This is going to be my most worn shirt this year, but... Yeah, it's tough to break to wear in. it on Friday. I've, I've heard. It's really yeah. thick, bro. It's thick. <laughs> it's rugged. Um, I want it to mold to my body. But I didn't want to have to wear it until tomorrow. Okay. Mm. You'll be okay. It's a, just a know, January man. game. Just know. one game, but. I don't know. It's I don't hard. Know. Um, well, shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. Uh, take a second to like the video. Make sure you subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Comment away there in the stream team or drop your comments below the vid. And, you know, share the show. Tell a friend That'd be nice. about the Classic Factory and what's going on over here. Because not only do we have the Daily Show live... Thank you again to everybody joining us live. But then we uh, we cut some clips now. We got JD working overtime up in here <laughs> and uh, trying to share some, uh, you know, smaller little tidbits that you could very easily share with friends, right, Lily? Or could. family. They're like hors d'oeuvres. That's know? right. You snack on them. Do you, um, do you what do you call appetizers? <laughs> hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. Do you ever call them appies? Nah. That's a weird thing, isn't yeah. it? It's like a, apparently it's a West Coast thing, at least mm. in Canada. Does Matt Austin call them appies? Uh, I can't remember. Maybe now. He's a West Coaster, so... Yeah. You know. <laughs> Picked it up. Yeah. Uh, appies. Yeah, strange. Yeah, nah. Strange. Okay. Uh, anyway, email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at nodunksinc. All right, you ready to get into this, boys? We got some... Uh, we got some Is This News later on. We'll talk about Damian There's news. Lillard. Yeah. We'll talk about Ben Simmons. A lot of news. Well, a lot of news. We're going to need to dedicate a good 35, 40 minutes to that. Uh, but no, let's start by touching on the games. And I thought we could play. Whoa. <laughs> All right. What are we playing, JD? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little light scare there. Uh oh. Fingers crossed that we're going to be here still. Um, let's play a little What You Got. What You Got? 
Yeah, so what you got? Okay, first one, we had R.J. Barrett scoring 32 points. Mitchell Robinson, he dunked his way to a season-high 19 as the Knicks snapped the Mavs' six-game win streak with the 108-85 victory in the first game on TNT last night. In the second one, in the nightcap, KD scored 27, Harden added 25 and 16 assists as Brooklyn rolled to the easy win over Trey Kirby's Chicago Bulls. 138-112 in a matchup there of the the two teams in the East, top two teams in the East. So the question is, Tass, you get to start here. More dominant victory. Was it the Knicks beating the Mavs or the Nets beating the Bulls, both of those games on national television? I kind of want to start with Star J. Barrett of the New York Knicks, but the more dominant victory has got to be the Brooklyn Nets. A few reasons. They're big three playing together for only the 15th time since they got together. They're now 12-3. and three. And you see, when those two guys of the three have some action going on between the two of them, and that third one can just hang out and wait for the ball when inevitably the defense kind of has to take away those two guys, well, then that person, whether it's James Harden or Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant, who did his work on 10 shots, what? Uh, An incredible, incredible big three with the other role guys Beside those two guys, it's uh, ridiculously hard to stop. You saw that third quarter and a 47-10 to 10 run spanning the third <laughs> to fourth quarter. We say they only have to play one quarter. Yeah, it's kind of true. Yeah. It's kind of true. And those guys, yeah, only 15 games together, um, or maybe it's 16 now, 13 and 3 that they're playing together. I guess yesterday was game 16. They look exuberant. Uh, to be playing together. You saw James Harden and Kyrie, or Kevin Durant. I don't think I've ever seen uh, James Harden smile the way he did when he went up for a little chest bump uh, with Kevin Durant. Uh, cool little photo there. Uh, the other thing for me is the old players buying in around these three guys. There's three oldies coming off the bench. We wonder, is this team going to be top-heavy? Are there going to be enough guys that we see our, our friends on YouTube <laughs> just being so happy? Look at James. Loving life. Uh, but the three old guys around those guys... Blake Griffin, DeAndre Bembry, and Patty Mills off the bench. Are they going to buy into being, you know, sort of doing the grunt work? We saw a double dive, as Steve Nash was calling it, in the fourth quarter between Blake Griffin and DeAndre Bembry. Blake pokes it loose. Bembry gets on the floor to get the ball, kind of rolls it forward like he's bowling over his head. And Blake Griffin then gets on the floor to pick it up and pass it to Kessler Edwards for a dunk. So those three guys buying in, it just seems like they've got the chemistry around these guys, even though they haven't played a lot. And then the third thing is the young guys – just being the dunkers, etc. We saw Dayron Sharp get his first start of his career because he's a rook, and he put in some time there. Uh, a great game for him. Had 10, 10 buckets, which were mainly dunks, uh, but if they can get six fouls from this guy in the playoffs, essentially, like they are going to start Nick Claxton probably at the five. They may run into Giannis and can, can Claxton or Sharp or James Johnson stop Giannis? No. Uh, but if they have some confidence in this guy that they, you know, kind of stole from uh, the Phoenix Suns, it was a two-for-one deal. They got Javon Carter and Dayron Sharp uh, for Landry Shamit. That could be huge. So we saw Kessler Edwards and Dayron Sharp helping out the big three. I just think they've, if you if you step back and look at it, even though there's been ridiculous headlines throughout the season, is Kyrie playing, blah, blah, blah. Okay, the big three are playing. They've got some role guys. They've got some young guys. Mm-hmm. With, they need that athleticism and no pressure because you're playing with uh, these three big guys. Yeah, it's looking good there uh, in Brooklyn when they play. 
Trey, what did you think, especially as a Bulls fan? I mean, you were a little skeptical heading in because of the schedule that <laughs> Chicago was up against. I blame the schedule 100%. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, uh, again, like Trey, Tass said, excuse me, they just the Nets just went on that massive run and the game was over in a hurry. Yeah, it felt like a statement win for the Nets to me. Uh, you know, you've heard it everywhere on every podcast. The Bulls are back. They've been in first place. They beat the Nets twice. Yeah. And the Nets came in with Kyrie Irving actually on the court this time and said, we're going to smash you. And it took basically one quarter. The numbers are crazy. Like, I don't know how many different ways you can look at the run they went on. Like, what'd you say? 43 to 10? 47, 10. 47, 10. I saw 22 to zero. I saw 30 to eight. (laughs) It's like, however you want to slice it. The third quarter was crazy. And it was really just like the last half of the third quarter too. Cause starting off the half, I was like, this game feels like it's hanging in the balance right now. Both teams were a little bit sloppy. Uh, But then Harden and Durant just took over, man. They were both in complete control of the game. It was either like, get Alfonso McKinney up here, we'll torture him, or get Vucevic up here, we'll torture him. Take your choice. So, yeah, great passing from Durant, great passing from Harden. I thought they were both uh, incredible playmakers, and the scoring was almost secondhand for him. Patty Mills giving him the stretch element, hitting the threes, was great. And Blake Griffin was slopping it up. That looked like (laughs) playoff Blake Griffin from last year, like, that is more important to me than seeing a guy like Dayron Sharp play well. He should play well when you're just destroying the Bulls, and it's like Harden has been setting guys up for his entire career. He's getting guys paid, so that's not surprising to me. But you want to see Blake Griffin get back to how he played against Giannis in the playoffs last year when he was at least just really physical and making all the hustle plays. That being said, I really hope Kyrie Irving had a conversation with Blake Griffin about diving on the court. Yeah. You know, at that time of the game, that's completely disrespectful. <laughs> a veteran should not be diving like that. No, I mean, that's what Kyrie was complaining about in his last game. You know, don't dive on the ball. Uh, don't dive on the ground late in games. Blake did. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, this was the rare performance where, I mean, the Bulls, I didn't think, again, were, were terrible in that third quarter. The, the Nets just got hot. And there wasn't much they could do to sort of slow it down. Everyone was hitting those threes and, and, and shots. And Dayron Sharp, I mean, he took the most field goals for the Nets last night with 14. That is a great sign if Brooklyn can get sort of him doing that and they win comfortably against one of their biggest rivals for this season. 26-point blowout in the end. So that was great. That, and, and look, the Nets were coming off a bad performance. No uh, James Harden in Portland there. They had a day to think about it. And they went out and put together probably their most complete performance of the season because the Bulls have beaten them twice already. Uh, I thought this was a great setup for the Bulls because they had the easy night the night before against the Pistons. They That's were true. coming in. Now, uh, they lost Derrick Jones early on, but that doesn't, that's not a huge loss there for the Bulls. They should be able to overcome that. First half was tied, and then, uh, yeah, Brooklyn just turned it on. And Patty, I thought, was fantastic mm-hmm. again. Yeah. And he's much better in that role coming off the bench where it's like, just sit in the corner, James Harden, Kevin Durant, whoever it is, they'll find you, and he's knocking down those shots really well this season. I've been skeptical, I think, here on the podcast of the net being the runaway, if you want to call it that, title favorites, according to Vegas, um, for a majority of the season, actually from the preseason and continuing after seeing them a little bit. And I'm like, really? They're plus 250, you know, on BetMGM mm-hmm. as the title favorites. And then it's the Warriors at plus 450 and the Bucks at plus 700 and the Suns at plus 800. I'm like, really? Come on. But you then see them have like that dominant quarter against a great Bulls team. And you're like, okay. Yeah, Vegas sort of knows what they're doing here, and it makes the sense that they are because you got KD and you have Harden playing like that, like that type of Harden. It's like, holy crap, good luck slowing them down. So it makes a little bit more sense. Even I have to go, okay, I guess they are the title favorites when you have a healthy KD and a healthy Harden, and now you got Kyrie in the mix. 
sure, that may be enough to uh, you know win four uh, four series and win the championship. Yeah, sometimes we don't see the forest from the trees when we do this daily show, right? Mm-hmm. We the Brooklyn Nets have not been impressive in a lot of these games, but they get up for the good teams at times, <laughs> especially when all three of them are going. And Kyrie didn't have a great game yesterday. And, no. But he had a lot of gravity. I mean, you you have to watch him. He's out there yeah. <laughs> all, yeah. at all yeah. times. You have to be there because he can make some magic. And we, yeah, Blake Griffin dove in the fourth quarter. Let's get to some weird Kyrie comments because that's always fun. <laughs> I kind of agree with him that it was one of those situations in that Blazers game going back where he complained about the guy diving, uh, Nasir Little diving behind him. Where you know when a ball goes out of bounds and you know it's going off the other team, you kind of just get in the way uh, so the guy can't get there. And that's what he did. But Nasir Little sort of dove behind him. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, ankles were, uh, they were available uh, for Nasir <laughs> Little. Well, I, th- I think Blake Griffin's was, you know, it was more, it was in the play. It wasn't on the sideline. And it was a little different. But, you know, you can never, you can just never take Kyrie at his word. Yesterday, after the game, he was asked about watching games when the Nets are playing at home and he's not allowed to play. And he said, where I'm from, I can't even go to a bar to watch a game because everybody loves the Brooklyn Nets. You're from New Jersey. We know where that is. It's a very (laughs) large state. It's not like it's Siberia or anything. Uh, people, people, people like basketball. It's not a big deal, you know. Like people like watching basketball. It's just a weird comment, but anyway, I uh, had to include that because he lives in New Jersey, which is a neighboring state uh, to to the boroughs, and it's it's just a large state. Anyways, moving on. Well, I just they're good. Yeah, on, they're yeah. good. They're so they're good. good. So everybody was together. picking. As their answer to what you got, the Nets' victory over the Bulls. But the Knicks, I want to give them a little shine mm-hmm. here, uh, snapping the Mavericks' win streak. Like I said, 108-85, you know, really good second half from them. And R.J. Barrett stringing together some games here. Another 30-point-plus performance and uh, is... You know, you pair that with a dominant Mitchell Robinson, who was nine to ten from the field, and that's what he's going to do. And there's going to be a lot of dunks. That you know, it's nice to see the Knicks sort of starting to get it going here at home. League. Yeah, five in a row at yeah. home now for the Knicks, which is really good. And 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 apart from that Celtics game where they had to come back from twenty four down, they've just not dug themselves into holes at home. And I think that's the big thing is they're not like, all right, every game we're down 10, 15 points with that starting. Well, unit. the starting unit last night, they're all, they're all plus exactly. 20. exactly. And that that's yeah. been a theme this season, especially at home, where it's like. They need guys like Manuel Quickly and Obi Toppin to come in and try to sort of energize them and save games. That hasn't happened in this last little stretch. So I think that's really important. RJ Barrett, for the month of January, in six games, 24 points on 50% from three and 48% from the field. But just getting good shots, good opportunities. And that ball is moving around as well. I think maybe coming into this season, the the uh, the weight on Julius Randle's shoulders was too big. They thought, he's our guy, we're going to run everything through him. And he couldn't quite handle the pressure. Now, they're getting contributions from so many other guys. And again, especially in these last few games, Fournier hit some shots there last night. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, is he is so important, I think, to them. Yeah. The presence. Both ends of the floor. Can you lob it to the guy and can he protect the rim? Yes, he can do that. He needs to stay on the core, stay on the court and be effective like that. So this is good. I mean, this was a, a, another dominant victory, I think, from the Knicks last mm-hmm. night. We haven't seen too many of those this season. The Mavericks are playing really well right now. Still no Porzingis, of course. Uh, Doncic was good for them last night, but... Was he? Well, he was, you know, he was Doncic. He, when Doncic is out there... I didn't think he was at all. Eight for 23, uh, and I didn't quite, feel like he was... 
super intense or anything. He didn't look like he was trying to put the team on his back to get a win. Yeah, but when... Uh, okay, my point is more that when Doncic is out on he the court... He scored a lot. Yeah, Doncic is out on the court. He can still do... Th- he can carry a team. He can drag a team because we've seen him do that this season. But the Knicks last night didn't give the Mavericks that life. They didn't give them the hope. And so... Uh, that's what's great. I was talking to Freddie Catch yesterday on an athletic live room about the Knicks. Ooh. I said they're just outside the playoffs. Can they get into the playoffs? He thinks the play-in tournament, yes, and hopefully more. Check that out at the athletic uh, website. I believe we flipped that into a little bonus oh, my podcast goodness, as well. Bonus if podcast. you subscribe. It's yeah, it's coming. Oh, oh it's coming. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, and there uh, listen, it's not the easiest thing. Uh, Apple, <laughs> please, make it easier. But it's it's not easy. to. What do you mean, Apple, make it easier? for If you're a subscriber to no. us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, that part of it's kind of easy, I guess. Just me physically getting it on the platform <laughs> is a problem. Wow, but uh, it'll well, get there today. It'll well, get there today. Okay, so a state of the Knicks with Fred Katz. A state of the Knicks with Fred Katz, All who's right. in protocols right now. He's actually, uh, he's out. He's out. He's out. He hasn't been to the garden for a while. I said to him. Look, maybe has got nine lives. I said, God. maybe it's the cat's curse. Maybe the Knicks are like, keep, the stay away, curse. Fred. I mean, we don't need you back here mm. in the arena because we're playing so well. But uh, anyway, it was great stuff there with Freddie. And yeah, the Knicks just, this is a good little stretch they're in right now. Can they keep it up? That'll be the question. You said it was a, an athletic live room, right? Yes. So that means you had like Knicks fans oh, jumping yes. on and asking questions. Yeah. Did anybody say, I'm talking here? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, but Damn we, it. we definitely the first guy we had was a definite New Yorker with the accent, you nice. know, big fan of you guys, oh, you know, yeah. like yeah, yeah, you talk know. radio. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, great fun, but uh, okay. yeah, very good stuff from the Knicks. Okay, good win. Uh, well, we had a lot of like sort of, I don't know, games that were duds last night in terms of like final score. <laughs> so I had to get creative here with the next what you got. So it'll take me a second to set it up. But we had Tyler Hero going for twenty one points, eleven assists as the Heat capped a very successful road trip by beating the Hawks, 115-91. Darius Garland posted his first triple-double, 11 points, career-high 15 assists, career-high 10 boards, as the Cavs crushed the depleted Jazz by 20. And then Kyle Kuzma had 19-10-9 Kuz as the Zards defeated the Magic 112-106. I say all of that, you know, taking a little bit from three games to ask you guys, best chance at making the All-Star game, Tyler Hero, Darius Garland or Kyle Kuzmo? What you got, Trey? <laughs> Come on, that's a good question. That's a great question. Uh, most realistic has got to be Tyler Hero. He's got the best combo of numbers and availability, and he plays on the best team of these three. Next has got to be Darius Garland. It's unlikely that the Cavs get two All-Stars, though, and it seems like Jared Allen's going to be the guy. So the least likely is Kuzma. Mm. But if you're talking about the Trey Kirby All-Stars, this man is a <laughs> starter. What an incredible season for Kyle Kuzma. You mentioned it, Skeets. Big game again last night. 19-10-9 and a W against the Thunder. The 9, though. It's all against about the, that 9. Yeah, sorry, the 9 the assists. Yeah. Oh, against the Magic. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at their last game. Another close one, of course. Against the Magic. <laughs> yeah. Nonetheless, uh, 9 assists for Kuzma. A near triple-double. Check out John Schumann's tweets because Kyle Kuzma finds Corey Kispert in the corner with about 30 (laughs) seconds left. Pretty open shot. Kispert passes it off, though. And Kuzma, come on, Corey! (laughs) I love it. I thought that was great. To me, Kuzma, I don't know what happened. Once he put on the Wizards uniform... It was like a throwback to the JaVale McGee era of Wizards where there's like cool basketball stuff happening on the court. He's probably having his best season. He's hit a ton of clutch shots 
But there's also a lot of hilarious stuff that's kind of basketball adjacent. Like, remember there was a, there was the video of him throwing no-look passes that weren't really no-look passes. Yep. There was the gigantic <laughs> sweater. There was the all-leather outfit with a very tight top and big pants. He's had a couple of game winners. Like, this has been an incredible content season from Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. And last night against the Magic, uh, just continued to add to it. I love I love seeing somebody get mad when they're completely stat chasing. And this was still a closest yeah. game, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I mean, it was probably six or eight points when he tried to find Kispert for the three in the corner. Kispert should have shot it, but still, hilarious stuff. So, Kuzma ain't going to make an all-star game. He might be the best wizard so far this season. Well, that's why I threw him in here, yeah. Yeah, I, I still think Beal would be the guy if the Wizards get an all-star, but Kuzma has hit a bunch of big shots. Uh, he's been pretty reliable for them uh, all season long, so he, he's starting on my on my content team so far. <laughs> come, on, no Corey, no. come on, Corey! Come on, I think that can take off as a meme. I mean, come, come on, Corey! Who's been getting call. pissed? It says, "Come on, Corey!" It's right there with "fuck you, Greg." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got potential. <laughs> totally. But totally. you know, Corey Kispert's face can be a part of it too. He's got a unique. He looks like the white, typical white college player look yeah, with the right, huge totally. head. Come on, Corey! Yeah, I mean, Kuz, <laughs> just on, just keep going with this, Kuz. What a, what an incredible incredible year for Kuz even though you were even getting into the stats yeah Kuzma's not the 16 and 8 something no, and, and the yeah. three point percentage is surprisingly low yeah. uh, Lee brought it up yesterday surprising because mm. he's hitting big big shots right. so in comparison to those other two guys Kuzma you know running away with the social media sort of uh, headlines but uh, I, I personally think Darius Garland's got a better chance than Tyler Hero because okay. because I think we're talking about Miami Heat guys, and, and even though Jimmy Butler has been out, he still has the cachet with the, the the coaches when they pick the reserves. While in Cleveland, Darius Garland's sort of going up against Jared Allen, and uh, I love me some Jared Allen, uh, but Jared Allen's missed a bunch of games, and it's just not the same cachet as Jimmy Butler. And I think if you look at Darius Garland's numbers in comparison to Tyler Hero, you could argue that they're better in terms of just overall shooting great percentages for a point guard yeah. great percentages and uh, you know 19 and seven and a half so who do you pick from the Cavs I mean yeah it's it's a glut uh, of great guys they've been playing so well and they're still going they're still going here into the second half of the season Lee if you had to pick between these three yeah. Hero Garland or Kuzma who are you going oh got a strong case I'll just quickly point out Kuz in the clutch is at 50% from downtown so it's that's where it checks out yeah. it's like yeah. yeah he only turns up when it's uh, the last five minutes of games in a close one because <laughs> that's clutch. all they do too yeah. 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 yeah clutch yeah. Kuz yeah. clutch Kuz yeah um, so it's interesting because the Heat will get one yes and it's and will yeah. Butler have played enough games? I don't think so. He's only at twenty three yeah. right now, That's and we're just... most the most teams are sort of at forty one or that halfway mark. And Hero has played thirty five, so they they deserve one. And do the Cavs deserve two? Probably not. So I think based on just games played, Hero deserves it for the Miami Heat. His but, numbers, I mean, he's averaging 21 yeah. points per game. He nearly got a triple-double last night. Basically there. off the bench, too. Yeah. Uh, do, the coaches, the do the coaches look at games played? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they and, do or not. And, Especially and, in this type of season yeah, with and, health and, and safety yeah. protocol. And it's one of those things. Is, yeah, but he's also missed games just through ankle and things like yeah. that. Um, but, you know, it's it's almost like the, the the respect vote. Well, we can't, you know, we can't give it to Tyler over Jimmy Butler. He's their best player, but he yeah. hasn't been playing. And Kuz is probably the most surprising chance here because yeah. the Wizards have been better for the most part of this season than we thought and he has been great so I think he's got a strong case there uh, ultimately I guess I'm going with uh, Garland as well because I had him in my reserves yep. Yep. and I think he has been really really good here for the Cavs so 
maybe they do get two. I, I doubt it. But uh, of those three, I, I probably have him slightly ahead of the other two. Okay. Well, that's a fun question for everybody in the stream team right now, listening later. Uh, of those three, Hero, Garland, or Kuz, uh, who has the best chance of making their first All-Star game? They would all be uh, first-time All-Stars, of course. So let us know. All right. Final one here, guys, in what you got. Bigger surprise. Let me just get right to the question. Bigger surprise from last night. The Hornets snapping a 16-game losing streak to the 76ers. They had not beat that team in a long, long time. Or was it the Kings dropping the Lakers to 500? Lee, what you got? <laughs> uh, any Kings win is a kind of shock, especially when they're down. They came back. But really, it, it's the Charlotte Hornets because those last two games, though, in Charlotte were very close. And Joel Embiid took over down the stretch. And I thought going into this game, that's what he's going to do. Joel Embiid hit 31 points again. I know. Five straight. <laughs> Five straight. <laughs> hey, Bob McAdoo, get out of here. Joel's record. Crazy stuff. But um, And he got to the free throw line a ton, which he'd also done in those other two yep. games. But he got in foul trouble, though. Yeah, well, I think he should have dominated a little bit more. But the Hornets got off to such a good start. Gordon Hayward, good Gord last night, nine for nine in the Great first Gord. half. Uh, they just couldn't really get a stop on the Sixers and and what uh, on the Hornets and what the Sixers did late as well. They went with Drummond and Embiid in that lineup, which I don't mind against a team like that that doesn't have great interior presence. But they didn't really take advantage of that. And then again, they just couldn't stop the Hornets uh, in in that sort of last second half, really. So um, I think it's surprising that they had a 16 game win streak. I just I was they like, hadn't won since November 2016. Yeah, which is just one of the. It was the longest active losing streak <laughs> to one team in the NBA, right? which is weird. But uh, anyway, so good good on the Hornets to uh, to bounce back and get that victory. Yeah, sure, if you want to talk Kings and Lakers, but uh, no thanks. Okay. So you're going uh, good Gord hitting his first nine shots yeah. and finishing with 30 and the Hornets snapping that crazy losing streak to the 76ers. Yeah. Despite despite Embiid still getting to his to his 31. Yeah. And uh, then he just like, all right, that's it. I just need to keep this yeah, streak yeah. going. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be a wild. Uh, what do you think, though, Tass, between these two? Is it the Hornets uh, you know, continuing to play well here and snapping this crazy streak, or is it the Kings beating the Lakers and, and L.A. falling to 500? Well, Embiid's game, even though he got to that magical 31-point mark, <laughs> he had seven turnovers in this game, and he knew that he should be better. The yeah. doubles were coming. It's surprising against a Hornets team that has no one to guard him. They don't, uh, but they threw enough bodies at him, so good for them uh, to get that job done. I, I think the Kings win is a little bit more surprising because it is the Sacramento Kings, and uh, the Los Angeles Lakers just couldn't find a way to finish this game. And I think the, the Russell Westbrook little rut that he's in is something to to be watching last four 10.5 points only only nine rebounds and 6.8 assists not his type of stats shooting 35 percent from the floor he's gone like 4 of 14 2 of 12 2 of 14 in his last few games he's saying <laughs> the right things though he's yeah. saying the right things after the game he, he you know he he slips it in there that he's not the point guard he said uh you know in this role that i'm playing I just have to accept it and figure things out. So, you know, to me, it's like flashback to Car Carmelo Anthony, you know, sort of being off the bench or being off the ball with, with OKC, like just not not finding his role yet. Is Russell too proud a guy to, to, to be able to figure this out? His words say he can figure it out. Uh, but right now, since, you know, the Lakers went on a four-game run. Now they've lost two in a row. LeBron has taken over uh, as the center, as the point guard, as everything. Mm -hmm. And so now uh, you know, Westbrook is playing this new role where he's like, off the ball shooter, yuck! Uh, it's not it's not working out for anybody. But he's and, and the right you guys. got the Kings, uh, you know what do you call them? Walking to the paint. 
Is that well, what you're well no, I was going to say their uh, their operations team, you know, piling on Westbrook right now and playing cold as ice oh, yeah. and stuff like that. And Westbrook's taking taking the arrows right now, uh, yes. and and deservedly so in some cases with his play. But you know, you know when the Kings are clowning you, <laughs> you know you you know you're in, you're That's in bad. it right That's now. Bad. You're in the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They get, they'll take every opportunity they can. But uh, the Lakers are rolling out a big three of LeBron, Malik Monk, and Austin Reeves right now. That's a problem. Seventy points in the paint, literally, for the Kings yeah. last yeah. night. LeBron is a good center offensively, but. He hasn't played center in his NBA career because he's only six foot eight. Like we remember his highlight blocks. There was an awesome one against Tiago Splitter. That's not every single time down the court, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. The Lakers, man, they need Anthony Davis back. That's really what it needs to be. They need Anthony Davis back. And if they have any chance of doing anything come playoff time, if they make it to the actual playoffs, they need bubble Anthony Davis because that's the only real chance that the Lakers have is LeBron and AD being as good as they were in the 2020 season. It's yeah. been about a month since he was out, I think. So he, he must be uh, ramping it up there. But uh, a couple of times, LeBron last night, when they scored in the paint, just shoulders slumped, trudging off. Either, you know, the, the team is just making it too easy for other guys to enter the paint there, or he's just like, I've got to do everything on this team. Uh, I think it's a combination of both. But they just don't look that good. I know they had a recent win streak and everything was uh, happy again in, in Lakers land. But I, I don't think this team's got much to go for this season I, I, even when Davis comes back because he wasn't that good no. I know the numbers that's why Trey's saying right, he's got to yeah. be bubble Davis right, because he yeah. was not that impressive um, so you know that, if they're relying like yeah he needs to be incredible because I just don't think they're better than you know teams like the Suns and the Warriors at full strength and uh, even a couple of those other teams in the Western Conference and um, yeah I, I don't see it right now I think the time off is good for Anthony Davis though in a, in a weird way because <laughs> yeah, probably. he took off several months before the bubble like everybody else did and then boom the best Anthony mm-hmm. Davis we've ever seen. So I, th- I think he's going to slow mm-hmm. play this as much as possible. And and even last year, if we go back, you know, the year in between the bubble and now, they were the best defense in the league. How, I, I don't know. But obviously they had KCP and Caruso. Clutch but, coups. Uh, but they had clutch <laughs> coups. <laughs> I wasn't going to include him. <laughs> uh, but they had enough uh, They had enough on the, the defense, and they had a different attitude. So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Westbrook is staying staying the course here, but I don't know. He's, he's got to play good soldier when AD and LeBron take away his touches. That's going to be even different for him. Well, uh, kind of, and Malik Monk, too. I feel like LeBron and Malik Monk have incredible chemistry yeah, right now because no, they can both handle the ball, they can both shoot the ball. So LeBron is like, I want to work in a two-man game with you where we can both <laughs> do stuff rather than Westbrook where it's like, who knows what's going to happen when I actually <laughs> dish the ball off here. Yeah. yeah, Monk's been great. Just to go back to Embiid, I know it was in a loss and and maybe we glossed over the Hornets a little too much for some of you Charlotte fans out there because they are playing really well here. Those back-to-back wins over the Bucs and then, then of course, beating the Sixers team. But I just wanted to point out, because you know I'm tracking this all the time, I'm happy to say Joel Embiid has finally parked his car, found a spot, it was, uh, it was blocks away from the MVP restaurant, but he has ah. made his way in okay. to the restaurant, okay? And I'm, of course, talking about Basketball References MVP <laughs> Award Tracker. Joel Embiid is there. He has now played enough games, and uh, he's seventh hmm. on the list. It's Giannis number one. It's Joker number two. Did you hear that? Mike Malone, Joker number two. Michael. It's Michael. I'm calling him Mike until he starts, uh, starts taking notice of us, always including Jokic in the MVP conversation. Uh, KD three, Curry four, Rudy Gobert five. And if you've watched the Jazz play without him, yeah, <laughs> sure. you start to go, yeah, he is pretty important. Harden six, and then Joel Embiid seventh, Chris Paul eighth, LeBron ninth, John Morant tenth. So DeRozan mm. actually uh, leaving the restaurant for a second, forgot something in his car. 
while Embiid came in. Mm. There you go. Embiid uh, told him, hey, I think you double parked out there. What? <laughs> oh, damn it. Yeah. And then we already said it's over capacity. Exactly, so now yeah. DeRozan can't even get back in for yeah. a little bit until somebody leaves. <laughs> so there it is. Okay, so that's what you got. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know, a bit of a wilder way to touch on some of the games last night. I guess the other games we didn't even include were the Celtics crushed the Pacers. Oh, there right, was guys. no way I was watching another Celtics Pacers game. No way. This guy furious. I saw that on the schedule. Like that game just ended the other night with overtime, <laughs> and we're playing again. No, I'm skipping over well, that one. This is a know, game. Jalen Brown and Tatum had a good game. The two of them and Shooter chipping in there. I know you didn't watch any. Of uh, no, because there were so many other games on. I was like, yeah, all right, all right. I, I'm sacrificing that game. Like, nah. Okay. Well, did you watch any of the uh, Rocket Spurs game? No, I watched some Hawks and Heat. And uh, nine home losses in a row for the Atlanta Hawks that's right bad. now. They are. That is, it that's is hard like to do. <laughs> smash the panic because they got punked last night. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. punked. We we talked about Tyler Hero there, so they're in uh, they're in a, a hole, a whole <laughs> lot of trouble and a hole. <laughs> and both. And you know hole. we were there for the last home win. That was the OKC game. Oh, that, that's yeah. the last oh time they won at home. We were wow. there. Survivor that's was still on back ago. then. Yeah. yeah. We were talking about Josh Giddy's hair way back when. <laughs> I showed up like 100 minutes late. Wow. I totally had forgotten about that. I think uh, Hollinger was tweeting like, why, like, when are the Hawks fans going to start booing? They aren't. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollinger did tweet that they booed later. I, oh, did I, yeah, after that tweet, I was uh, long gone at that point because it was like a 25-point lo- yeah. yeah. deficit at that point. Yeah, the, the seats weren't uh, full, that's for sure. Seeing some photos, nine losses in a row at wow. home. That's, again, that's hard. That's hard. You get 41 home, home games now, you're like a quarter of them straight. Woo. It's just shocking. Well, at this point, what, last year they fired their coach, right? Around, fire him again. Wow. <laughs> Call oh up the paces. Hey, Lloyd, you're out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, here comes a trade. Here comes a trade. It's got to happen for ideally a second star if they're – yeah, they yeah, should they should package able. two or three Hawks yes. players and get a, a star player at least. A, yeah, someone I mean better. DeAndre Hunter came back yesterday and that helped. Mm-hmm. Help get that help that, that loss. loss. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll talk Lillard. We'll talk Simmons. We'll talk about the Wolves. So don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with twenty four seven U S based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next, you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Welcome back to No Dunks. Let's get into a little Is This News? Is This News? Very simple. Give you guys a headline and you tell me whether or not it's newsworthy. First one from Yahoo Sports. Damian Lillard to undergo surgery for an ab issue will be reevaluated in six to eight weeks. Trey, is this news? Oh, this is news because shout out to six. Six? Sticks. 
understand. <laughs> now, now, now it's going to be tough. It's been to a, honestly, it's been a bad couple of days for me on the show. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> prayers up. Prayers up. <laughs> Shout out to Sticks. <laughs> Because thank you very much, sir, Mr. Roboto. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Worth it. Yeah. Worth it. Yeah. Okay. There's a key line in Chris Haynes' report here. It says Lillard's return to play this season will depend on his health. Makes sense. <laughs> and where the team sits in the standings, mm, which is pretty yeah. interesting, because right now the Blazers have the ninth best lottery odds, which is a nice way of saying they have the ninth worst record in the league. That's important because they owe a first round pick to the Bulls, which is protected one through 14 until 2028. Yeah, hmm. They got a long time to be bad if they want to hang on to this one, but they're only three wins better than the top four teams. So no Lillard plus any potential trades they could make means you're getting better odds at a top lottery pick, which means you're either getting a better player or you're getting a better pick that you can then package for a star alongside Lillard. So it's a little bit of news to me because it feels like this is the end of the Blazers season, which means also cross them off for the play-in tournament. So there's a spot open in 10th place in the Western Conference right now. So yeah, this is definitely news for me. What do you think, Tess? Absolutely. I, I think uh, Lillard and the Blazers should look at this together as tank time <laughs> because Lillard has devoted his career to Portland. And if they're going to get better, it may be through the draft. Just the way their contracts are, yeah, you can trade CJ McCollum and try and get better that way. But if Lillard's going to give this one more season next year, why not actually go for it with a potential top five pick? Drop from that ninth spot that they're currently in and go way down and just do it. Why the heck not? They're going on a six-game road trip. I think it'll probably happen naturally anyways for the Kings and the Spurs and the Pelicans to pass them in that 10th seed. Is there another way to rebuild? I don't see it immediately. Uh, this, this could be, uh, you know, I don't know the draft class, but you can always get somebody uh, that's very, very good at nine. Could, but yeah. you got better shot at three, four, five. And I think, you know, near future for the Blazers, Chauncey Billups will probably enjoy this a little bit more, coaching this team with no expectations. There should be zero expectations. And uh, the question is, are they going to make a trade in the next month? Yeah. Is CJ McCollum going to come back and look fine and be tradable? Or is he just going to hang out at his winery? You know, he's got the injury. He's got a kid on the way. Maybe a chill <laughs> for four, four weeks there, CJ, and not get traded. I don't know. Well, maybe it's not even McCollum, right, that gets traded because it's Covington and Nurkic, both unrestricted free agents this summer, do you unload them at the trade deadline now with Lillard out now with your chances of maybe getting even in the play and you know diminishing Portland is a team that is currently three million dollars over the luxury yeah. tax line you don't want to pay the tax when you're not even a playoff team um so maybe I think they'll look to move you know, it could be McCollum as well I, I mm -hmm. assume it probably is too but those two are maybe easier I guess yeah. to move and get something back uh, I think there'll be some interest in Nurkic for a couple of teams like yeah. the Hornets they might say listen take a bit of a flyer on him we might be able to get him on the cheap they could use him uh, and Covington we know 3 and D sort of guys got yeah. that reputation you can put him on almost yeah. any roster and he right. can play some minutes in a playoff yeah. series and, and for sure. honestly where the Blazers are right now they, they've got to just say, all right, this this McCollum and Lillard era, it's done, you know. I I because I, even if you say, okay, we are going to tank and try to get a good draft pick next season, the chance of the Blazers competing while Lillard is still in his prime years like this is just extremely remote. So I think they should move on. I think it's admirable. I know Lillard doesn't want to be one of those guys who goes and plays for another team. He wants to be a one team guy. Fine, but uh, ultimately the Blazers have hit their ceiling 
with this backcourt, like it was with DeRozan and, and Lowry. They got to a certain point. It's like, okay, it's not working. We try something different. So uh, now he won't get traded while he's out. I'm, I'm sure that won't happen. But uh, if I'm the Blazers, I, I look to move on from this uh, period and uh, start again. And do you see, like these guys are saying, the Blazers not really in three or four weeks being in a in a play-in race here, even though oh, it's pretty abysmal. I mean, you can... Yeah, like, that, it's no, amazing that, they're still in yeah, it. Yeah, that's like, a thing. That, because it's... it's. I mean, it's funny. The Spurs have dropped back again. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Pelicans, Thunder, Rockets, they're largely out of it, even though the Pelicans had the same wins as the Spurs. But the Blazers, just by default, could find themselves in with a, uh, a chance there. But again, I, okay, even if Lillard comes back and he's great and McCollum's playing and they get in... They're really only extending the season. They're not sort of going to skyrocket up the standings there. So I just think after 10 years, it's it's probably time to look for a, a new solution there. All right, our next headline from ESPN. Ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. Sources. Ben Simmons' agent <laughs> meets with the 76ers, <laughs> but sides no closer to resolution. <laughs> now, I put this in our doc, and we usually have a little spot for like, oh, I'll answer this first. You know, Tass will put his name. Trey will put his name. You know, Lee will put his name. Uh, one of you wise asses put... <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> so was that you, Yeah, Lee? well, look, you know, in the pick and payoff, if you're last... Sometimes you're forced to swerve. You yeah. just you just are, you know. Right. <laughs> it's the same with the answer first. You look at the the little uh, lead-ins and you're like, ah, oh, Trey's got that one. I go, ah, oh, Tass has got that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're jo- oh, I've got the Simmons one again. <laughs> I was taking my kids to school. Oh, you're hey, running, running in the dark. Yeah, I, you, sometimes because I like to. I had know, that in early this morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you've got to. I don't like think your kids go to school at six forty-five. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm having breakfast. We're getting ready. I mean, it's not like you wake up and you're out the door. You know, there's a whole. Were routine. you eating beans for breakfast? No, not me. No, no, oh, okay. no, no. oatmeal. Okay. Uh, but you know, <laughs> so you've so, and you look at it and you just oh, think, I saw it all yesterday nothing happened no, they may as well have just got up and said they had lunch and that was it <laughs> because and I, I and I tweeted I, and I tweeted I said like, who pays for lunch in that situation I'm saying it was like this I, I think Ben Simmons <laughs> said to Rich like what's going on man have you spoken to anyone no nah, I haven't spoken can you just go and like meet up with Daryl and Elton and, and see what's going on <laughs> I think Rich calls Darryl up and <laughs> Daryl and says can we get together and talk about things and, and, and Daryl said if you want, there's nothing going on our end. Let's just go and have lunch and talk it out man to man. Let's try to find a solution. And Daryl said, all right, we, let's just go to a great restaurant. He's inviting us. Therefore, the bill is his. Oh, you think Rich Paul is paying a great restaurant? Rich Paul has to be paying. Why, or, why, or, why don't they just pay for their own meal? No, no one does that. No one does that. You right. go out for a meal. It's like, okay, I'll, I'll get the I'll check. Get so this. unless it comes out of the escrow. They're not paying Simmons right now. Do you think Rich and Daryl and Elton just said, "You want to just take it out of that"? I mean, why not? So, so then Rich, Rich calls up Ben. Ben calls up Rich and says, "How'd it go?" Well, I got bad news and even worse news. Right. The bad news is you're not being traded. The even worse is you had to pay for lunch. Okay. Ah, that's all I want to say because yeah. there's nothing news to report, so I try to make something a little bit funny out of it. Okay. <laughs> you nailed it. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Is there anything you want to add to this? Wow, nobody cares no, at all. No, Are you frustrated the... by it? No. you frustrated by me putting it in? No. Because we got that cool. That was great to say we yeah. got, a, you got you made something funny out of it, Lee. <laughs> and we saw a fart, uh, yeah, which yeah. I don't see very often. Yeah, you don't often. see the word yeah. fart. Fart. 
<laughs> I don't know if I've ever Several seen Several K's. It. Yeah. yeah. A lot, like K's. eight K's on it. Yeah, yeah. I guess I, I just like hearing their names. Daryl. Elton and Rich. <laughs> hey, Rich, what's the a deal with this situation? Oh, ah, ah. Um, trade? Did you want to jump in here? What do you think they're having for lunch? Uh, pork belly. Yeah. Yeah, I think Daryl's like rich. I was in Atlanta <laughs> during the playoffs last year. Had some pork belly, and it was incredible. Yeah. Try it. It's good. Um, it's very rich. <laughs> it actually is. I don't know what's mentioned in this report. Some teams have even described the Sixers asking price for a Simmons deal as growing in price, yeah, yeah. not declining. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Just keep asking for more. Wear them down. Uh, we've heard the reports that uh, the Sixers also want Tobias Harris into this trade, which Kyle Kuzma was laughing at. Sam Amick reported that the length and size of Ben Simmons' contract, which a lot of people thought would be a selling point for the Sixers, is actually a concern to teams that are going to be trading for him because, I mean, you got to rearrange things when you trade for Ben Simmons, and you got to do it for a little bit of time. Like, he's going to be sticking right, around for a right. couple of seasons. So, to me... It feels like we're going to be having a bunch more meals here. Oh, boy. Like, we got another month of meals because <laughs> I feel like Daryl Morey probably regrets the way things went down with the Chris Paul trade at the end of his tenure in Houston where tension with the team kind of forced that trade to happen. Westbrook comes in, and that was the end of title contention for the Rockets, just like that. So he's obviously being a little bit more patient here, but, man... <sighs> It's a lot of meals. Well, That's a lot yeah. of meals. Good thing it was described as amicable and professional. Mm. Well, so, yeah, mm. and the other, the whole thing too is, I guess, from the Sixers side of things, they say Simmons is no closer to you know honoring the team's hopes for returning mm. to action because there is that too. Like he yeah. could be, he, in theory, <laughs> could be playing for the Philadelphia 76ers, but you know, ri you know, Rich and and uh, I guess Ben Simmons himself say he's not mm. in the right headspace, and whether you believe that or not, uh, you know, who knows. But he's not going to be playing for no. Philly. <laughs> uh, well, the thing is, honestly, at some point, I would think Ben Simmons would be like, all right, fuck you, fuck everyone. I'm going out there, and I'm just going to like go after every rebound, <laughs> try to push the ball, try to score, get triple wow. doubles. I don't care if we win or lose. and Because the fans will actually appreciate the effort and the hustle. And now, remember we talked about Julius Randle booing, and I was like, you shouldn't do that. But then it was like, you guys are like, no, he should, because the fans respond to that. The fans will support Simmons if he goes out there and works his ass off, even if it means he gets traded. Right. But him sitting there, you know, on the sidelines, not playing, not competing, I think everyone's like, well, you're just pouting. Like, you've got to prove the Sixers have done the wrong thing here by, you know, not trading you and not getting you out. Look at how well you can play when you are committed and focused. But he doesn't seem to have that motivation. He'd rather just sit out and not do anything, which I think at the start, sure, you want to play that sort of card. But right now, why wouldn't you now just be like, I can actually go out there and really embarrass the front office if I go out and just play really, really hard. He's doing a good job already. Of what, embarrassing yeah. the front office? Yeah. I mean, this has lasted too long. This is la like, we saw Embiid, he's putting up McAdoo numbers right now. He's incredible. <laughs> yeah. But their guard play last night was why they lost the game. Like, the the Hornets guards were incredible. Matisse Thibel couldn't score, so he couldn't stay on the court to guard Gordon Hayward. And I think it was 20 points combined uh, from their starting backcourt. That's just not going to get it done against a team like the Nets, who has great backcourt players, or a team like the Bucks, who's going to be able to really shut down those role players in Curry and Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, I, I saw an interesting comment uh, on The Athletic 
I think it was from a guy, I, I wrote it down, from Jim. So shout out to Jim G. Um, and I thought this was an interesting way to put it. He says, so the choices for Daryl Morey right now are, one, hold firm on his asking price and potentially waste one year of Joel Embiid's prime, or two, settle for, say, 70 cents on the dollar type of trade and potentially waste all of Joel Embiid's prime with, like, a, a bad right. return, right? right. Rocking a hard place here for Maury. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I think there's some truth to that, but I just want to make sure that if Ben Simmons doesn't get traded and doesn't play for Philly all year, and then the Sixers go into the playoffs, and let's say they win a series or don't, and maybe because of their guard play or their defense or whatever it is, I hope we are sitting here sort of taking the Sixers, you know, going sort of crazy on them or going hard on them in the idea that they are wasting Joel Embiid, a great year from Joel Embiid here, if they come up short, because that's what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Well, it's If they not, don't do anything. Not just this season, but you take them to task for how they handled, not the comments at Ben Simmons, you know, Doc said what he said after the game, and he said, I don't necessarily know if we've got a championship point guard, but how they handled the summer right after that, because it just went downhill. So th- that's where they made their bet, and Ben Simmons was extremely angry for those couple months. And then it, then it blew up then. So, yes, it, it started then. And, yeah, Daryl Morey is definitely – it's a regret of his, I'm sure, to give away the entire team, the entire cupboard when he was with the Houston Rockets, Westbrook. Uh, to, to get Westbrook in, he gave up Chris Paul and all the draft picks. But I think he'll be kicking himself for the way he handled the offseason as well if it doesn't work out here. But, uh, yeah, he's got a month. Because he wants a return, right, that gives the Sixers a chance to compete for a championship. But in him saying that, is he not sort of saying, I also don't believe we can win a championship with Embiid right now playing the way he is and then just good players around him? That's exactly what he's saying. Exactly. And he's saying, I want a star because look at our team right now. It's Joel Embiid with good players around him. Like Maxie's having a good season. Curry's having a good season. Tobias Harris, he's good. Gord, right? Like (laughs) Matisse Thibault probably will make an all defense team. Drummond's playing well. A lot of good players around. No great players except for Joel Embiid. And that's why they're in the bottom half of the Eastern Conference. Yeah. But again, Will you not be pissed off if you were a Sixers fan? If they lose in the first round or second round, and Embiid is putting up monster numbers, he's going to leave. He's going to leave if it keeps happening. That's em- what'll happen Embiid. down the line for sure. For sure. Well, then that's even worse on on the organization yeah. here. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah I, I, agree. I mean we're agreeing. You they think they trade should him. trade? They, Simmons. they yeah. should have traded Simmons six months ago. Yeah. yeah. If if they were going to say what they said after the playoffs, if Embiid and Doc Rivers came out immediately after Game Seven, put it all on Ben Simmons, that's when they should have traded him. Right. There was no way he was ever coming back. Okay. Our final headline here from the Athletic. Great website. You should go to theathletic.com slash nodungs. Get yourself a subscription. It's awesome. You can get headlines like this. Timberwolves hiring former clutch executive Marquise Watts to prominent executive role. Tass, I need you to tell me whether this is newsworthy. We just talked about the Philadelphia 76ers and their work environment. Some not happy. Work environment matters. And I think the Timberwolves can improve their work environment. And it's been a trend in the NBA to bring somebody from the agency side, like Bob Myers with the Golden State Warriors. He was an agent, came over, and it's been a decade, and that's when the turnaround really started in in Golden State. We saw what happened with the Knicks and Leon Rose last year. Things changed. And so uh, Alex Rodriguez, who's soon to be one of the owners of the Minnesota Timberwolves, got into the nitty-gritty in this article. We're talking about stuff like showerheads, food in the clubhouse yeah, like the, like the little things redefining the player experience i think yeah, is what yeah they're i, I mean okay sure I, like i think the, the uh, we see it with the, our toronto raptors 
a practice facility, like real stuff that really matters. Mm-hmm. So it's like a chicken and an egg scenario. What comes first, the, the professional organization or the professional team? The professional team or the professional organization? Right now with the Wolves, not professional enough, but it, they can make the the experience a little bit better. So, yeah, I think it, I think it does matter. Now, does it work in every scenario? No. Uh, but... But yeah, you can you can. It's a player league, and that's what other one other thing that Alex Rodriguez said. Uh, he said, coming from his baseball background, this is different. Basketball is different in that it's it's led by players, player empowerment. The whole league is is centered around the players, as it should be. They're the ones who make the money, and we a great article about Michelle Roberts leading the players union talking about how she thinks that players should have a stake in teams when a team is sold that the money should go to the the players union and everybody get a stake of it. I say all that because it is a players' league. It all belongs to the players, and Alex Rodriguez is quite aware of that, uh, along with Mark Lurie. So, yes, I think this is great. Okay, because, yeah, Shams, in this article, um, he says, like, players who started their career in Minnesota and then would go to another team were almost like, oh, wait, they're doing it a little maybe better over here at this organization when it comes to, like, taking care of their families and the programs and all that. Um, so I guess that's what Rodriguez and, and hiring Watts here, who's uh, worked at Adidas basketball before and uh, is from the Minnesota area, I think, going to school there. That's what he'll sort of bring to this. Uh, you think it's newsworthy, though? Sure. I think it's newsworthy because of the clutch connections more so with Mm. Anthony Edwards being a clutch client and with Ben Simmons obviously being a clutch client and the Timberwolves being involved, uh, you know, in the Ben Simmons talks for basically this entire time. So I think that is and I think Tass is exactly right. It's not surprising to me that A-Rod, a guy who went from a small market in Seattle to a bigger market in Texas to a humongous market in New York, and then with, was he ever a Marlin? Was he ever a Marlin? I don't I know about that. Yeah. No, he, he, he Did he end, with, he end with the Yankees? Yeah, but yeah. he likes it swanky. Yeah. Swanky like the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. You gotta have perks. Everybody's got the same amount of money they can spend. Not everybody does spend the same amount, but they all got the same salary cap. They're working with the same rules. So what can you give as a perk it ain't the weather in Minnesota. Right. Are, uh, it ain't the history of winning. So you might as well make everything else good. Get some incredible shower heads. Make the facilities <laughs> beautiful. And make it a place that if you're drafted there, if you're Anthony Edwards, you don't really have a cha- choice where you're going to go. At least you can love it while you're there yeah. and want to stick around. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is it's not a free agent destination. So if they can make it more appealing because it is a tough place to live during the, the winter months. I heard Sam Mitchell talk about that. You know, it gets very, very cold up there. <laughs> more north than Toronto on the uh, on the map, I believe. That's uh, 100% true. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, you are. Is that latitude or longitude? <laughs> I can never remember. Mm, yeah. I think it's long. Lot? Latitude. latitude. Yeah, it's latitude. latitude. Yeah. Latitude goes around. Latitude. Fatitude. Yeah. Mm, it's great. There you go. Nice. Um, so that that's what it is. I mean, they, they and Mark Cuban did this when he took over the Mavericks. He tried to really yeah. improve everything about the franchise yeah. so that people would want to go there and live there and stay there and be a part of that team. And that's the thing with the Wolves. Like when you look at their two stars, Towns and Edwards were both drafted. Now Towns has been there for quite a while. Edwards obviously only in his second season. But if they can create an atmosphere that people go, I think I could actually go and win there then that's going to help the Wolves because they haven't been a very successful franchise since their existence, really. Were you thinking about Derek Jeter? I I was thinking Jeter. Yeah, Yeah, he's in the front office of of the Marlins. And I think A-Rod lives in Miami. Probably. (sighs) That makes sense. I think that's where his house is. He's probably got a good shower head. Shower heads matter. (laughs) I mean, this ping pong table that we're sitting at matters. I love this ping pong table. (laughs) 
It's not going to be here much longer. Oh, oh, I'm wow. leaving. I'm leaving too. Wow. <laughs> Holy crap. You hear that, JD? <laughs> Taking my table and leaving. All right. Well, let's hear from everybody out there in the stream team listening later. Uh, all three of those. Lillard's um, you know, injury, taking him out for six to eight weeks. The good news with that, I guess, is they're not saying he's done for the season. We'll find out whether that's true, mm. depending on the record. Then, of course, the Ben Simmons news. What did they have for lunch? Let Lee Ellis know. Mm. Rich Paul, Daryl, and Elton Brand there. What do you think they call them? Appetizers or hors d'oeuvres? Uh, appies. Appies. <laughs> happy hour. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, weren't, they weren't in happy hour. They, they pay full price. They pay, okay. Yeah. And then the final one there, uh, Marquise Watts uh, joining the Minnesota Timberwolves and, and what he can sort of do to, again, redefine the player experience and whether that will help the Wolves. Let us know. Okay, we'll take our final break when we come back. Tweet of the night, pick up results, and a little bit more. Don't go anywhere. Been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately. So I've had documents flying in and out the mailbox. A lot of signatures, both analog and digital. A lot of phone calls, a lot of stamps. Got to get my long-term future straight. Yeah. Let me tell you, Skeets. The things we build our future around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Watch your assets. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash nodunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. Trust and Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs, whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney. It's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with trust and will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash nodunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash nodunks. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show, Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twi- uh. Tweet of the Night, TK. What do you got, man? 
Bit of a one-two punch here, Skeets Arena. Our tweet of the night, I don't know if you would say it comes from the Memphis Grizzlies or if it comes from John Hollinger. So let's start with the Grizzlies part of this. They tweeted out a new promotion last night. New Year, New Jersey's tomorrow, which is today at 5 p.m. Kids 12 and under can exchange any old opposing player NBA jersey for a new John Morant or Jaron Jackson Jr. replica jersey. Plus, you get two tickets to the game. This is basically the take that jersey off and dap me up promo after John Morant stared down a Warriors fan during their win over Golden State earlier this week. The John Hollinger factor comes in. He quote tweets this with, here's a great great question. (laughs) What will be the number one exchanged opponent jersey? So my question to both y'all is, what will be the number one exchanged opponent jersey and which of your jerseys would you trade in to get a Jar or a Jaren? You got a million. Yeah, jerseys. I've got a Kristaps Porzingis Knicks jersey. I would trade that one in in a heartbeat. Wow. I had that high on my list for <laughs> yeah. t- traded in jerseys. That's, was a Porzingis yeah. jersey because yeah. you got to think of a, a jersey that a lot of kids would have yeah. that doesn't apply anymore. So Porzingis is good. A Kyrie Irving Celtics jersey, yeah. and then I think like an Anthony Davis or Lonzo Ball New Orleans Pelicans jersey because they're kind of near mm-hmm. yeah. to Memphis could be in the mix. What, what about like a, like a Derrick Rose Bulls jersey? Yeah, I mean, sure. There's a popular, popular. That's a good a couple one. Years ago, yep. yeah, especially because he went to Memphis. Oh, uh, that's a really good one. I didn't even think of that part. Yeah. yeah. Although it was a while back, you know, a kid under 12. But yeah. yeah they, they are accepting adult jerseys as well. Yeah. Right. Ooh. Which is nice. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of like, hey, kid, take yeah, this yeah. jersey. It doesn't fit you and go yeah. get those tickets and a replica jersey. Yeah. yeah. Rose was uh, obviously really popular. I think it was 2015, 2016. He was still on the top 10 yeah. jersey sales list. So it's definitely a possibility. Uh, yeah. Guys who played near Memphis or played at Memphis, James Wiseman just played there. <laughs> I don't know if there's a few there, the few Warriors Wiseman jerseys hanging out. They're getting good pub for this. The Grizzlies are. Mm-hmm. They should. Yeah, that's smart. It's only 250 jerseys that they're doing though. It's a small <laughs> number if you read Ooh, that report. Small number. That. Small number. But it's cool. It's a cool thing. What what jersey would you? Uh, Great question. Swap in for a for a John Morant or a Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, I would give up. It's going to be hard, but I'd give up my Emeka Okafor Charlotte Bobcats wow. jersey. Wow. No, you couldn't. You couldn't it's do that. bright orange. Yeah. I can't wear it yeah. unless I'm you know, in a costume with my wife where two of us are slipping into this jersey because it's like <laughs> – it's like four people wide. It's, yeah. wide. It was a, it's, it's like a plus four W. It's, it's, not, it's not plus four long. Uh, I can't think of another jersey I give up. I love my Wesley Matthews jazz jersey. Wow. Uh, oh God. I, I love my Malcolm Delaney Hawks jersey. I've got a, you can give up that one. I'll nope. Tell you right now. Nope. It's a cool jersey. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's the checker pattern. I got a Braun. Just can't yeah. give it. Never worn it. Trade, but trade that, one that one and keep the Delaney. Uh, no way. I got a Steph. Probably won't yeah. give that one up. I've got a Denver Nuggets sleeve jersey. I think Ooh, we all got oh, that. sleeve jerseys. Yeah. Get rid of those. There's no number name on the back, so it's like, okay, just take it. You know, I like the design, but it's like, well, if you're getting me a Jar Moran in return, I'll I'll make that deal. Will they even take that as a jersey? <laughs> Blank man. I, 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 I think it's got to have. Well, a what player. are they going to do with all the? That's jerseys? what I was going to ask. Yeah. What are they going to do with these jerseys? They're like, going to Goodwill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's they're giving good. them to charity. Okay. You like that? Yeah. That's that's the best thing to do because you can imagine someone like. There's no way. There's no way anyone wants this jersey, so throw it in the trash. But yeah. no, we've got to do the right thing. I'm definitely trying to think of one of the jerseys that I got because we did a Halloween costume. Mm. Probably, I think I have a, Riz, a Rivers Wizard. 
Wizards jersey. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I don't trade need that. Yeah. yeah. So I'll trade that one. Jalil Okafor, you got sixes? I don't think I have that one. Oh. I definitely have a Chris Paul Rockets because I was a I CP3O. I didn't get to keep my Halloween jerseys. Uh, I mean, I didn't ask anybody. They <laughs> <laughs> asked for uh, yeah, You, you could have kept them. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want a LaMarcus Aldridge? <laughs> Spurs? Spurs? Yeah. No, no, it's a Blazers. Blazers. Yeah, it's oh. a Blazers, if I'm All not right. mistaken. Uh, well, yeah, uh, smart thinking there by the Grizzlies mm-hmm. organization to it to take that uh, John Morant moment, which I don't even think we talked about, did we? Where he went up into the stands. Did we get into that on the show, or did no. we talk about it pre-show? <laughs> Can never we keep didn't, track. We didn't talk about yeah, it on never the program. There. But anyway, very, very funny. Okay, pick them results from last night. It was the Nets-Bulls game. Uh, Brooklyn was favored by one and a half on the road there. This brought to you by BetMGM, of course. And uh, I took the Nets. Tass, you took the Nets. And, uh, you know, they hammered them there in the second half, as we talked about off the top of the show. So I'm rolling right now. I'm 6-2. and two. I'm feeling good. I'm seeing things now again. Tass improves <laughs> to 3-5. and five. Lee and Trey fall to 3-5. and five. So it's a three-way tie at the bottom here between you three. So what's tonight's game? I'm just sticking with the mammoth games, okay. the monster games. I love it. TNT doubleheader tonight. Golden State going into Milwaukee. A potential finals matchup. Ooh. The Milwaukee Bucks, only two and a half point favorites at home. Because they're facing the Warriors, of course. And I, along with Lee, are taking the Golden State mm. Warriors. Skeets and Trey taking the Bucks. I just think Steph and KD are linked this season. KD had an incredible game yesterday. His team walloped the Bulls. And I think, although Steph has been slow, I just feel like uh, recently his his play is going to shoot right back up. We'll see a great Steph game tonight. I, I've got to ask, too, because uh, I'm seeing the graphic here on yeah. uh, YouTube. Are, are you guys 3-5 and five or yeah. are Trey and Lee 4-4? Four and four? I thought you were 3-5. No, three we're all, I think we're all 3-5. Okay. okay, good. Okay. I did bad math. That's okay. Yeah. Trey's, I Trey's in it, right? I told you, man. You're I like kinda... in a Westbrook run right now. <laughs> 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 I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not firing uh, on all cylinders right now. <laughs> you guys make uh, New Year's resolutions? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh-huh. Mine was, my real one was to start waking up early this year. I want to get a lot of stuff done before everybody in the house wakes oh, up. It's, it's been a transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a little bit of a transition. You'll get there. You were up this morning, though. Hey, I man. saw I yeah. saw you on the slackies. Yeah, you know how it is. I actually slept in this morning because I fell asleep on the couch watching that Bulls yeah, game last night. Say, but yeah. that, that was a planned sleep in. That was my first one of the year. <laughs> Okay. I'll be better tomorrow. So uh, <laughs> I promise you. Yeah. You guys are all three and five, and we are split on tonight's Warriors Bucks game. That's, uh, like you said, one of the big ones on TNT. First one, I guess. First one, yeah. Okay. What's the second one? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a good one, though, I think. Is it? Uh, Schedulers it always is. Come on, it really. Is. Come on through. It what do you got? Uh, Blazes Nuggets. Uh. Mm. Good night. Yeah. It's going to be an early night. I guess I was thinking about weed, and I saw that. Oh, Blazing Nuggets. That's a good one. Not so much a basketball game. But well, it's a good, it's a good <laughs> play on weed. That's true. Well, here's what we can maybe do on the drop podcast tomorrow because there's not a lot of games on. You know, hopefully we get some 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 good ones, and we will definitely talk about them if they are close. It's the mid season of the it's the midway point, excuse me, of the yeah. season. So we could definitely do some awards or some big questions mm. as we hit the halfway mark. Um, so maybe we'll do that on the drop podcast tomorrow. I love it. Yeah. Um, you gotta start answer like get your uh, oh, answer first no, and quick no. in the doc. You oh. probably you probably already created the doc. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I haven't. Maybe that's what I'll do though. Instead, is I'll hold off. Ooh. And I'll. No, but, uh, how's it gonna work? <laughs> no, it's really it's just the Simmons <laughs> stuff. It's just yeah, that, that's so that's all it is. You look and you say, ah. Maybe Simmons will get traded tonight. 
<laughs> hey, you never know. You never know. Uh, I, just, uh, I just imagine them all sitting around the restaurant. Do you think Daryl Morey tucks his napkin into these like shirt? Well, you've you've, you've you've gone. To, yeah, but we uh, only snacked. We didn't meal. Oh, appies with yeah. uh, Daryl. <laughs> no, they said it was amicable and professional. Yeah, you're not <laughs> no, tucking no, you're a napkin just... in your collar. It's yeah, but what happens? What happens? It's pasta. You know, it's like well, I don't want to spill it all over my shirt. <laughs> Let me ask you this: If Ben Simmons got traded tonight, yeah. would you sign up to answer first what you think about the trade? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, because yeah. that would be news. That right. would be something we could actually right. you know, get into. How does he fit with the new team? Yeah. What the Sixers yeah. got back? Are they championship contenders? Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, not right. whether he calls them hors d'oeuvres or appies. <laughs> <laughs> what you got? <laughs> what you got? All right, well, that's tomorrow. That's a draw podcast. Later today, we are going to do another pop and packs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll fire that up in, I don't know, about an hour and a half or so if you want to join us live on YouTube. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Hit that notification button, and you'll know when we're going live. Uh, we got some... I think we got a nice jumbo pack of like uh, 91, yeah. 92 upper deck, those beautiful cards. So uh, join us for pop and packs a little bit later, and you can catch that in the podcast feed as well. <laughs> Email us, nodunksattheathletic.com. You're, you're giggling at something. Amelia Earhart in the uh, stream team says, Maury looks like a napkin tucker. <laughs> Maybe. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I'm not the only one who thinks that maybe he's a napkin tucker. He's a napkin tucker. A napkin tucker. It sounds like a Seinfeld. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so email in your questions. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at No Dunks Inc. And get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Until later today with Poppin' Packs, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember... Enjoy the ping pong table while it's here. Mm. I know I am. Yeah, I liked uh, you guys were playing like uh, tickling the ivory on the uh, ping pong table when we had that little music going around. Yeah, when the JD drops the beats. Yeah, it's very nice. Embrace the day, people. baseball fans this is Derek Van Riper now that spring training games are underway opening day is just a few weeks away Eno Saris and I have been getting ready for the season all winter on rates and barrels whether you're a seasoned fantasy player a baseball stats junkie or just someone who wants to learn more about the game join us for four episodes each week this season including our new Friday live stream with former big leaguer Trevor May Check out the live stream on Fridays at 1 o'clock Eastern on the Rates and Barrels YouTube channel or listen to the show wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including the ad-free option on the Athletic app.